Voice Talks presented by Google Assistant is premiering Tuesday, April 28th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You'll hear from industry experts, voice-first influencers, and platform creators each month for a deep dive into our rapidly evolving voice industry. This monthly event will include things like the latest in marketing innovations and trends, time for you to ask the expert, plus the chance to win exclusive prizes courtesy of Google. Hosted by Sophia Altuna, one of Google Assistant's top industry experts and a leader on the global product partnerships team, we encourage you to register for this free event and join us at voicesummit.ai slash talks. That's voicesummit.ai slash talks. We can't wait to see you there. Shilpa Garwal is the co-founder and CEO of BlueTag, a SaaS solution that enables retail companies to deliver voice apps to their customers without coding. You'll hear him talk about his journey into voice technology from e-commerce, what it's like to own a company with your brother, and why working together makes the company successful, how voice helps the retail industry, and how he's helping his clients grow their business with voice. Hello, Inside Voice podcast listeners. This is your host, Carrie Roberts, and I have a special opportunity to do an in-person interview today. I am here today with the CEO and co-founder of Blue Tag, Shilp Agawa. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming down to our offices today. Yes, we are in Princeton, New Jersey today. It's very exciting. And um, I noticed that on your LinkedIn, I was doing some research. You had started in kind of the jewelry business and you created this company, this e-commerce business. Can you tell me a little bit how you got into that and what did you learn through that process about e-commerce at the time? Absolutely. So um, I got into that business. My background has been pretty much in tech. And uh, prior to starting that, I was working at uh, another company where I was managing a lot of their internal website infrastructure. So when, um, you know, back in 2000, when a lot of Websites started going online. Uh, it just seemed like uh, jewelry was one area that w- it was still wide open. People were there was a lot of books, a lot of household, household items you could buy, but there was no. I mean, you know, Blue Nile was a company that were doing diamonds, and at that time they were called Internet Diamonds. But there was nobody focusing on this mass market affordable jewelry. And uh, so I went down to a Diamond District. I knew um, somebody who essentially was uh, had a cousin who was a big manufacturer of the, of the jewelry uh, Diamond District in New York, and pitched him the idea of you know starting this um, selling jewelry online. And then we kind of just took it from there. Um, so you know, and and uh, you know, and a lot of the learnings that I had from that business actually um, you know helped me. Uh, get involved with what I'm doing now with voice. And and the reason for that is that, uh, you know, we didn't have, uh, unlike a lot of other startups back then, our business was not like venture backed. We didn't raise like millions of dollars through venture capital. We didn't have the luxury to lose a lot of money every year. Um, And, you know, it was, we raised some angel money and we just kind of took it from there. So, you know, the only way for us to kind of survive, especially when it came to, you know, times like that 2008 time and, you know, luxury goods, you know, selling things people don't need was really a challenge. And, uh, you know, at that point, we we kind of look back a lot at a lot of personalization. So you can call it like very raw data science. Uh, you know, how do we make sure that anybody who spent, you know, something like a $1,500 for their engagement ring, because they were, you know, that's what is our target audience. How do we make sure that a good chunk of them also buy their wedding bangs from us, right? And not even that, like at that point, we would add another whole, uh, you know, new set of uh, a lot product line uh, doing bridal party gifts, right? So it's just, it was just about how do we take a customer, uh, the cost to acquire the customer was extremely high. The only way it was going to make sense if you were able to kind of 
personalized experience for each customer and segmentation was just not an option. Uh, you know, so since then for me, this whole one-on-one personalization has been really big. Uh, you know, whether it's things you need, whether it's things you don't need, luxury items. And, uh, you know, and then I'll kind of go back into a little bit of later in the days when we started seeing, uh, you know, these initial voice devices started coming in, you know, voice assistants, Alexa, uh, not even that many of them around. But, you know, for me, it was an instant reaction that understanding somebody's intent through voice and delivering personalized shopping is how bulk of the digital shopping should eventually happen. And, and that's how kind of Blue Tech was born. And you own the company with your brother, which I, I always think that's interesting when people decide to work with a spouse or a sibling or a friend they've known for years. What is that like working with your brother? And why is it important that the two of you created this together a few years ago? So, yeah, I mean, you know, working with my brother, I think is something that, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, we're First of all, we are very different personalities, and I think it, that really helps us kind of get to where we are. Uh, you know, what what that does is that, you know, there's a lot of times where, you know, I might have an idea, for example, where, you know, it, it is something that I feel maybe, you know, is, is more like a North Star idea, right? And at that point, uh, him being the brains behind all the technology that we have, you know, so he's worked in, on a lot of platforms before, just like I've had startups, he's worked at startups also, but his focus has been making sure that how do you take a technology company and make it scalable? And that's what he's done all his life. So when we talk about, you know, let's say a lofty idea, uh, it is great. Uh, you know, we don't say that, okay, we're not going to get there. But, you know, having the right path to getting there is something that, you know, that's where I get that from him. And at the same time, I think, uh, you know, I just feel like it's it's just like a little different um, relationship when you are able to kind of, you know, be able to wake up in the middle of the night and have an idea that you want to talk about and you literally can just still call and talk to him. I think that's a unique quality that, you know, a lot of founders do have that, a lot of co-founders, even at the other stage, but I feel like I can always do that, right? So even before starting the company, I remember even with my previous business when he was not involved in that, you know, I would always remember just walking to work and having some idea of around Christmas, their sales are going really, you know, crazy. And like, we have some tech issue, like literally just getting into this habit of calling him. So even before this business, I would say for years, you know, I've always consulted with him about a lot of the tech needs that we have to scale a business. And I think it was just such a natural thing that when I started this thing, you know, it's like, we already have this thing going on for the last few years, even not working together. So why not just change that? So it's, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, it, it definitely makes a difference. I think it says a lot about a company and it shows that you guys have a strong bond, which makes, I think, builds a lot more trust in the company, a lot more interest as well. So tell us a little bit about what Blue Tag does. You've had it for a few years in simplest terms and then kind of how somebody can use your service. Absolutely. So Blue Tag, uh, we're a SaaS platform and it's a platform where, which is designed for voice commerce and voice shopping. Uh, and it's a turnkey solution. So uh, if there's a retailer out there, they can just easily connect their store or product catalog to our platform. And then Blue Tag's platform then generates branded voice apps currently for both Alexa and Google Assistant. And, uh, uh, you know, if, especially if you're like on a platform like a Shopify, Magento, or any of those in-market platforms, uh, we are already integrated with most of them. Uh, we do a lot of, you know, custom API integrations as well. But, you know, for, for a lot of those platforms, it's literally a turnkey solution where for, for a merchant, it's as little as a few minutes to sign up and, you know, get, get set up. Which is really nice. I love seeing that in the voice technology space is that you're realizing that you don't have to be a developer. There are companies that have created these products 
products that just kind of those initial few setups and it's ready to go. You don't have to know the coding stuff. It works for you. And then you were just showing me a video earlier how easy it is to be, for example, in your home, you're out of the coffee you like, and you can order it from the exact company that you want to, and it will send to you right away. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and that's the, you know, people like choices, right? So definitely we get used to ordering from a certain place because it's convenient, you know, Amazon's convenient, the price is there. And, you know, sometimes a lot of times, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, I'm not necessarily looking at the price comparison element of that because you know that it might be a couple of dollars up or down, but it's just the convenience. And and when you start, uh, you know, combining that with with your favorite brands, right? So if I if I'm ordering, uh, you know, coffee or if I'm ordering certain items from a brand that does not exist on Amazon.com, but also realizing the fact that hey, I have this Alexa device sitting next to me, I have a Google device sitting next to me, all I want to do is quickly reorder something. You know, why not give them the ability to do that? And uh, you know what that does is that that gives the brand another way to make sure that they can maintain that customer loyalty. Now, can anyone that sells any product use your service? Uh, yes. Anybody who sells any product, as long as uh, you know it's a product that they want to sell and people want to be able to make a purchase and that they have a shopping cart, they can use that. Yeah. So could you use this? So if somebody was like on Etsy, could someone who has like an Etsy background use this as well? So Etsy is a marketplace. We're not integrated with Etsy. But if they have their own shopping cart, yeah. So like a lot of people who sell on Etsy also sell on Amazon, they sell on Walmart, but they also have their own direct-to-consumer website. So if, if they have their own direct-to-consumer website, then they can connect to our platform and, and generate voice apps. Yeah. So you were talking about earlier about marketing. So one of the big things we talk about all the time is marketing is challenging and especially with voice. So you were talking about how the brand has to have a good social media marketing plan and then they're integrating what they're doing with voice on there. So like you said, whether you're a small company or a large company, that's the best way to kind of advertise this as a Yes, yeah, so social media, um, that's not, yeah, that's not the only way for sure. But that is, uh, you know, people who have a good social media following, we've seen them uh, have some really good success with marketing their voice apps. Uh, you know, the biggest reason for that is that you can definitely do, you know, we've had people do dedicated email marketing campaigns. Uh, you know, so, so basic things are obvious, right? So for example, anytime you place an order, you know, just in your order confirmation email, if it's a reorderable item, just reminding people that, hey, you can also reorder using Alexa or Google Assistant, it's easy, right? That's something that people should be doing all the time. And that's, you know, that's how a lot of people are getting awareness right now. Uh, same thing with, order, you know, checking your order status using uh, voice assistant, those are great. But, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of these um, uh, email marketing um, campaigns that happen, you know, they have their own KPIs they have to it. They have to make sure that their, you know, email click-through rates are high, they're getting purchases through that. So, you know, a lot of times it's a slightly tricky uh, way to kind of market a whole uh, campaign around just telling everybody how to use the voice app. Uh, so, so for that, what we've seen is that if if, you, if somebody has a good social media following and they have a good amount of uh, people that follow their brand, just like doing a quick announcement on there. And and you know, again, we don't recommend trying to explain everything that your voice app can do. And I think that's that's something that a lot of initially uh, where people kind of had frustrating experiences is because brands try to explain too many things about what their voice app can do, right? So what we uh, tell our customers is that you know talk about single, you know talk about one thing that they can do at that moment, right? So for example, uh, if you are, are, if somebody orders, uh, you know, diapers using your website, uh, you, you know, you, in your order confirmation email, you can just tell them like, hey, now you can just ask Alexa to reorder your diapers, right? Um, if they, again, order confirmation, we just talked about promotions, they can continue to ask for promotions. And same thing you can do on social media. Uh, now, when you post on social media, you know, if, if you have a, a 
type of product that has a lot of reorder uh, scenarios, right? So again, groceries being bring one of the top ones up there. But if you have a kind of a use case that requires a lot of reordering, just you know, every once in a while, reminding your fan base that hey, just say Alexa, reorder my coffee, Alexa, reorder my shaving blades, or any, any of those things. So that's a good way that we've seen, uh, you know, uh, campaigns that have been really effective for people who have a good uh, following. Yeah. And I think it's so helpful, like you said, because I even was in the car <laughs> on the way driving here and thinking, I'm like, oh, I have to call and order something and do something and go through. And how easy would it be to be able to say to my phone or my car, wherever I am, can you just reorder this? this thing. And it just, it saves you time. It's so convenient, which is really, really nice. Um, can you share with us any feedback or data that you've received from your customers or clients and how they're using your service and, and what they really enjoy about it? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it depends on the kind of client that we have, you know, uh, different use cases have different results that, you know, get them excited. Um, so, you know, I could talk about a couple of different types of clients. Uh, so, for example, we work with a really large online uh, grocery company out of New York. And, uh, you know, for them, their goal is uh, to, you know, to increase, uh, to make sure that people are easily able to add items to their shopping cart when they're thinking about something, you know, and just like you mentioned, if you're driving and you realize that, hey, I'm out of kind of like, you know, I know that I'm out of eggs, I'm out of milk. Uh, how do I keep adding that? So, so for example, you know, we work with Fresh Direct. And what Fresh Direct's goal is that they want to make sure that when people are driving uh, or when they're in the kitchen, you know, they open their fridge and they're out of something, they don't necessarily need to launch a browser or open up their mobile app to just add one or two things that just they just remembered while they were rushing out for work, right? So what that lets them do is that you can just say, hey, Alexa, can you, you know, quickly add milk to my uh, cart, add butter to my cart. And and what we've seen over over years is that a lot of those kind of use cases, we've seen uh, an average increase of almost 11% in some cases in shopping cart sizes. So it's like a real value that, some of these retailers are seeing right now saying that, hey, I actually have people who are using these uh, uh, voice assistants. They have, the size of their card has actually increased significantly. And it's, it, that's a pretty big number when you start looking at the size of these businesses. And, you know, and again, uh, the number of people using these devices are not nearly as close to where we need to be. Uh, but this truly shows you that, you know, the devices, the number of devices are growing exponentially. The usage is growing a lot, you know, and now the people that are using it for shopping are seeing a lot of convenience. The merchants who are offering these are seeing great results. So when everybody just gets more educated, you know, when consumers are more educated on the fact that they can actually shop and search for these different brands, it's going to be a massive impact. Like it's really going to change how people uh, consider a voice, you know, they'll have to consider voice as a part of their strategy. And, and you know, I, I go as far as to say, and I'd recently written about that as well, that, you know, voice is truly now going to be a part of your omni-channel strategy. You know, when everybody talks about retail, omni-channel, uh, you know, if you don't have a proper voice strategy, you cannot call yourself truly omni-channel retailer. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Do you have any thoughts on, there are some people that say, you know, the worry is that let's say you have kids in the house and they hear you ordering stuff. And now the kids are saying, you know, hey, order me this. Is there any type of security or preventative stuff that allows the user to make sure that things aren't ordered that they don't want to be ordered? Well, my kids, my kids don't even listen to me when I want them to listen to me. So, <laughs> so, so, You're not that problem at all. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, it really depends on what you're ordering and how you're ordering it. Like, I don't think I'll be ordering stuff that's going to kind of influence what they're doing in front of them, maybe, you know, and I think that's just one of those things where, uh, you know, it's just you have to 
take a look at like what you're trying to do and how it's going to impact somebody. I think that's just generally how we watch TV, you know, what we're doing, but what we're, what I'm watching in front of them, how I'm talking in general, what kind of language I'm using. So I, I don't know, like, you know, how, I don't know at what point that becomes an issue, but, you know, obviously as, as I was showing you, like I do everything, like by the time I leave home in the morning, I've already interacted with both like multiple voice assistants multiple times before I do that. Cause you know, from everything from like my alarm timers, boiling my eggs, everything is like voice. Right. So it's just so, so naturally that's come to me and, and, you know, it, it has influenced our kids for sure. Right. I have a 13 and a 10 year old and, and they do a lot of things through voice assistants as well. Like all their lights are through that and you know, timers. I don't think like, I think they're one of those uh, at one of those stages where, you know, like a few years ago, we used to talk about like, you guys have no idea what life was without the phones. And I think, I think our kids are getting to the stage where if they're soon, it's soon going to be like, you know, you'll be able to say that, Hey, you have no idea what life was without, without these voice assistants. And I think we're almost kind of there. Cause I think if I think about, uh, you know, my kids not having access to Alexa, it just doesn't seem like, I think they'll be lost in a few different places. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that cause you're right. And everything's changing so quickly. Where can people learn more about you connect with you, or, or learn more about what we're talking about today? Uh, well, you could go on our website, uh, you know, blue.ai it's blu.ai. And, uh, you know, we have a little, uh, quick explainer video on there as well. If you need more information, you know, we definitely encourage you to reach out to us, email us and talk to us. And, you know, we love talking to people who have feedback, who have ideas or who have complaints about what we're doing. And cause you know, we, we all really, Realize that we are in early days of voice. Uh, it's got a long way to go, uh, you know, but at the same time, we, we love to hear how we can help more people and what we can do to help them. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here and for teaching us more. And I look forward to hearing what you guys do in the future. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Inside Voice podcast. We greatly appreciate you being a part of our community. And if you enjoyed this episode or you like the podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe, follow, like, share, leave a review of the show. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, people you want to see on the show, things you want to learn, feel free to send us an email at kerry at modev.com. That's K-E-R-I at modev.com. And be sure to check us out online at voicesummit.ai. Thank you. And we look forward to chatting with you next week.